All right, we are doing something we have never done on this season of PTX, a podcast. Do you know what it is? You tell me. This podcast is brought to you by CycleWorks. Thank you guys so much for being sponsors of the podcast. And if you guys are looking for a bike shop, go check out CycleWorks. We're going to actually reverse the chairs here, and you're going to be on the other side of it. Oh, man. (laughs) Are you sure you want to do that? I absolutely want to do it. You've asked way too many questions this season. I think it's time that you start answering for some of these questions. Okay, I agree. Don't make me twist your arm or anything. Here. No, no. I'm, I mean, I'm down. I've done two of these in the in the hundred plus episodes that we've done. Uh, one was with my wife and myself, and then one was with just me. But there were two interviewers, and those are old. Uh, I think you and I were just talking. They're like four plus years old. Which in the podcast world is like four decades. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and a lot, a lot has happened. Oh, since there's then. no doubt. I was, I was actually kind of just kind of combing through it. Earlier today, preparing for reversing uh, these chairs here, and I was like, "Dang, there's actually a lot that's happened in Broadway's life that yeah. the public kind of needs to get caught up on here." Yeah. So this is going to be a little bit more of a uh, more than scratching the surface. Yeah. But it's true. Anyway, but I was, I was, I was, I've kind of gotten to know you more over the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. so there were some definitely some things in that in that interview that I was learning too, and so I encourage anybody that hasn't gone back and listened to that initial yep. podcast with you. It's definitely, you've done a lot of traveling in your time. I have done a lot of traveling and you can find those podcasts both on most all podcast apps and on YouTube. So if you're finding them in one and you want to look, watch them on the other or listen to them on the other, there's always those options. I'm a Spotify guy. I really like having that on that platform. It just helps me tap into my, cause I, I do a lot of driving. So it just, I was an Apple guy and then Leah made me a Spotify guy. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was, cause I've always kind of considered you a Paris celebrity. Oh, I don't know about that. And so, oh no, you are because, um, you know, it, it, I think some of it has to do with your one name Broadway and because I think of Prince and Usher yep. and Cher and all these one name celebrities and you're just Broadway. And so my first question for you is, do you have a first name? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I do. Uh, and I will tell it, but here's, here's the, uh, disclaimer that I give everyone. Um, my friends call me Broadway. If you don't want to be counted in that pool of people, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Um, but my, and and I'm not even asking you to tell the name. I'm just confirming if, if you have to hand your license to someone, does it just say Broadway or does it have another name on there? What's funny. So a story with that, when, when I got married and we went to change my wife's name, I literally asked the lady behind the counter if I could change my name to a one name name. (laughs) And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I, so no, I don't think you can to a one name name. Now, if I wanted to be Santa Claus, they would let me do that. Right. Because it's two names. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dustin is my first name, Dustin Scott Broadway. Um, and so my mom named me Dustin. My biological father was Scott, Scott Tolliver. Um, and so I took his first name, Scott as my middle name and Dustin Scott Broadway. Gotcha. Of all your interactions with, with people, do you get more comments on your name and how awesome it is or your beard? Beard, hundred percent. Um, Cause it's biblical. It's a oh, biblical beard. It's yeah. It, it, uh, so 
I, I don't think I can go into Walmart without someone saying nice beard or epic beard or that's a beard or I need to shake your hand because I've never seen a beard that good. <laughs> I don't feel like I follow people with, that have great beards on like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So I feel like my standards of beard is really a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like my beard is that epic, but apparently it does, it well, does turn a head or two. It is. Yeah, it's it's definitely noticeable. It's a lot of work, but it's it's a full package of Broadway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so when I I don't know if I've said this before. When me and my wife decided to move back, I had after leaving Paris, I kind of found Broadway. Um, and when we moved back from Colorado, I said the last thing I want you, Kimmy, to let me do is to fall into this like what everyone feels like is normal person mm-hmm. thing and not stop being myself. Mm-hmm. So I told her, don't let me, don't let me change who I am to be status quo. And, and, you know, if I want to have a beard, if I want to wear something eccentric or a fedora or what bow ties or whatever, just like, let me always be me. And she's always let me be that guy. So Kimmy does a good job of that. She keeps she, you accountable. Yeah. I mean, she let me tattoo my knuckles Broadway. <laughs> I, I don't know how many wives would let you do that. So accountability at work accountability at home she helps you navigate both those lanes of traffic uh okay so if we want to give a shout out my wife is the best wife on the planet um a like leah can contest to this like dealing with me alone is she what what is it you always say she should have got a uh a groom's price like double whatever (laughs) it any normal person gets because like I know I'm a different person, but I, I know that I'm probably difficult to live with, but she she knows me so well and she does such a good job of making me who I am. Um, it, like when people think Broadway, it's not just me, it's it's the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my wife is a huge part of that. Man, I don't know what we would do without our wives. They, right? just, they, they tend to lead us in so many perfect ways at the right time. And so timing is... A big part of that and so i know she does well and she knows my my weaknesses so well like she's able to help me in things that i i would otherwise just outright fail at mm-hmm. um and i and i could not thank her enough for that so partnerships you got your partnerships at home and, and i know that kimmy helps a lot mm-hmm. with dead cat yeah but since your last podcast the word dead cat was not even a word yet well it was but it wasn't in, associated from a, business, from a business standpoint so kind of catch us up a little bit on uh, i know that you and leah emerson were working together um prior to dead cat mm-hmm. but how did you guys form what you now have known as dead cat so I think we did a really short podcast with just me and Leah once that explains a little bit of this, but I'll give the, the Cliff Notes version. Uh, we were working heavily in our own different... I was doing I Am Broadway, which is probably a really scaled down version of Dead Cat, like ultra scaled down. And Leah was in kind of this, a similar field within... Uh, media news and stuff like that and she was doing several videos on her own and she was even doing some side projects that she had worked up we actually met in uh the chamber the lamar county chamber of commerce um and we had collaborated well instantly we were scared of each other it's one of those things when like if you imagine two cowboys on horses riding up to each other and you're like pull my gun or tip my hat, pull my gun or tip my hat. That is exactly how we probably both felt. 
Um, we didn't know if we were gonna be friends or our enemies. Um, but we quickly found out that we were gonna be friends and, um, and then that led into collaboration um, and that led into uh, the bigger picture dead cat. That's a really cliff note no, version that's, of that. That's exactly what we're looking for because a deeper question is how has the partnership with Leah helped you as not only as an editor or the way you look through a camera lens, do you guys bounce a lot of things skill-wise off of each other? Oh, like a million percent. Like Leah is super skilled at things that I am super not skilled at. Um, I question, she tells me I'm wrong and Kimmy tells me I'm wrong too. I question sometimes if I even bring anything to the table. Um, <laughs> well, you bring a beer to the table. I bring, I, I, I say this all the time. Uh, like Leah is the brains, Kimmy is the beauty and I'm the beard. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, That's good. so, but Leah's just she, in her, the way her brain works and processes a lot of things like it takes me all my brain gears working really hard to be like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> and then I, I eventually catch up and I'm like, Oh, okay. I see, I see what you did there. Um, but no, Leah is amazing. And, and I, I also could not do what, like what people see here. Okay. I want to clear something out. I want to clear the air here. So I think it's a little bit because of the beard and the name and, and, I don't know what else, but like people often think that Dead Cat is Broadway. That is, could not be further from the truth. Like uh, we will go, this happened this last week. We were going, we were walking down the street and someone come up and they approached us like Dead Cat was Broadway and Broadway does this. And Leah even also gets approached sometimes as an employee of Dead Cat, not as an owner of Dead Cat. And um, I, I want everyone to know that like this is a partnership. She brings again, like I said earlier, probably more to the table. Again, I'm I'm, a, I'm my own worst critic as a as an artist, but like she brings so much to the table, and and she's definitely without a doubt m more important than me. I know. But, <laughs> Well, anyway. I, I think for any partnership to work, the other one has to be willing to give more than the other one. Yeah. And I, th I, and I think if you're always willing to give more than Leah and Leah's willing to give more than you, then that somehow makes that partnership work. I agree. And I think it's also just a, a lot of understanding lanes. I think that's something Leah Definitely. and I had to learn, not necessarily the hard way, but just through business and through being a partner in, in business that like figuring out your lanes is like crucial. Mm -hmm. um, well, speaking of lanes, um, and, I'm, and I am kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit, but it's all kind of the same thing. Navigating the lane of working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, and then going home and being dad and husband. How do you find that difficult sometimes of like turning that switch off and being family guy uh, versus, versus a business coming owner. out with the hard questions, Jill. Oh well, man, I mean, it's but it's a it's reality. I'm actually looking for some guidance here. If you so <laughs> okay, yes, I, I I am a self-proclaimed workaholic. I, I I mean I don't know if there's an actual definition of that, but my entire life I've worked. I stopped counting jobs when I got married, so that was 14 years ago at 50 jobs, and I've had several 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 jobs since then. Um, and it was never 
I was never a job hump, uh, hopper in the sense of like, I didn't like this job, so I got another one. I didn't like that job, so I got another one. I always had like a stable four or five year job. I would just add a job or two or three. But not let any of the other ones go. And I would have two, three, four jobs at one time. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are several times I would work a day job, a night job, and then a weekend job. Um, and, I've, and I've done that in marriage several times. I think a little Which bit is of its own job, huh? Which is its, Which own, is job. its own job, <laughs> and being a father can be its own job. For sure. Um, and I think a little bit of that is what helped when we started. Either even I am Broadway and Dead Cat, because a lot of the, what we do is juggle clients, and you know each client can almost be their own job of sorts. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it helped a lot being that way. But yes. Um, I, I definitely take work home a lot. I, I work Saturdays a lot. Um, I usually generally work with my wife in the same room with me. And yes, I've had my children tell me that you always work and you never do things with us. And um, that hits hard. Uh, and I am not, to be, let's, let's just be honest, I'm not any better at it now. I, I try really hard to be there uh, and be present. And I try to show up when there are um, talent shows and theater things. and um, But I, I am the world's worst at putting job responsibilities above family or marriage uh, responsibilities. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I, I actually want to give you credit because there have been situations where you, you set a time and you have to leave to get somewhere to do something for family. And you... Do I think you do a great job of that, and I actually think of you often whenever I'm putting my phone on the dresser and at the house to go in the living room to be away from my phone to to be with my family. Yeah, I actually think you kind of gave me some inspiration there. So I will say I got okay. Two things there. First is living off of a schedule. I can't remember. There's a book I read once that talked about this, and and I think Leah and I both, and, and even Kimmy is an organized machine. Uh, but Lee and I, I think, have gotten much better on living off of a calendar. Like, if it's scheduled, it's scheduled, and we try really hard not to move things that are important on that schedule. And uh, global, uh, globally, with inside of Dead Cat and in family, we like Leah knows when I have a doctor's appointment. Um, it's on a calendar, and we share a calendar so that we can kind of keep each other aware of what's going on. I mean, that helps with scheduling just within work, but that also helps just us all being on the same page. Um, and if w- she can't get a hold of you, she can kind of look on the she- shared calendar and see that and no. you're at the studio today doing a podcast. So, <laughs> so we definitely live very much on a calendar. B, talking about your phone, I have, and this has only been maybe the last couple years have really enlightened myself with putting the phone down at home, um, turning it upside down, staying off of social medias. I was, I, I was really bad at TikTok a while back and, and I like you, I would be at the kitchen table eating dinner with my family, scrolling while trying to put, you know, food in my, like, and I just, I finally got to a point to where I felt like it was a, it was such a large waste of time that I didn't have and I needed to be giving to my family that I had to, I had to figure out a way to, like, I like doing that and I still get on, I don't do TikTok anymore, I'll do Facebook Reels every now and again, but, and I'll still do that, but I find the time that's not inter- impeding family time mm-hmm. 
husband wife time work time mm-hmm. um and and i i'm still probably not there but i'm much better within the last couple of years of doing that it, it's a difficult thing because you you're you're on it a lot through the day for business for yes. things and so to be able to it's it's a handicap in a way yes like to, to put it down it, it it is difficult but it and it takes some and i encourage everybody to try to make some effort there um, and when you go home to just carve out just a few hours with your family. It's not a bad thing to have. It's like, I, I think our world has changed to where, you know, you don't go home and sit down and watch a sitcom anymore. You, no. you watch 10 second reels, yep. you know, and having that in your life is not a bad thing, but managing it in your life is, is like what is what matters, That's I think. Right. Yeah, there's 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 a lot there to digest because I was thinking the same thing about growing up, you know, we'd watch a TV show together, mm-hmm. and now to keep four people's attention span for thirty minutes to an hour is almost impossible. Forget about it. You know, so I can definitely understand what you're saying there, but you do a way better job at it than the way you're giving yourself credit for. Mm. It <laughs> takes a lot of work, like my mustache. <laughs> um, Okay, so just random, just a random question. What's the last? What's the last thing that you and Kimmy did together? Did you guys take a date night recently, or have you guys taken some time for just for just y'all? Uh, we have been planning an us trip to. We really want. We haven't done this yet, but we've been talking about it. An us trip to downtown McKinney. Okay. Um, there's a hat shop there. I don't know if people notice this, but I like hats. Yeah. Um, and then there's several boutiques there that she wants to go pop into. And, um, that hasn't happened yet. Our last trip was uh, a Fort Worth zoo trip, but it was a whole family trip. Gotcha. Um, and we had never been to the Fort Worth zoo. I did not realize it was only 25 minutes past the Dallas zoo. So they're really, really close to each other. And it's Dallas one's good. Fort Worth one was great. Um, and I, I, I would highly suggest if you've never gone the extra 25 miles to the Fort Worth Zoo, it's worth your trip. I, I have. I, I don't know that I've ever been to the Dallas Zoo, but I, I do. I've always heard that the Fort Worth one is better, but mm-hmm. I haven't been given any credentials. On- I will say the, the, the like the. I think the Africa exhibit is was being under construction, so a lot of your like elephants and zebras and a lot of that was not open. Mm-hmm. Uh, big cats weren't open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I mean, that's happened at the Dallas Zoo. It all depends on what season you go to. Sure. Okay, so let's say you need to teach yourself a new skill of some sort. Are you resorting to Google or are you jumping on YouTube and just typing in what you're needing to learn that way? What what avenues do you take to teach yourself a new skill? Um, YouTube is probably our primary uh, first go-to. Uh, the, the, what I love about YouTube is I can pull it up on a screen and watch the YouTube ver- video, and then on the other screen I can sit there and do what I'm watching. That is definitely how I learn. Watch and do, watch and do. Um, versus, like, I, if I had to read a book or, uh, like, a textbook, I'm out. I'm with you on that. Do, do you find yourself wanting to create some how-to videos? Like, do you feel like you've got a lot of skills and different things that other people are needing to know or wanting to learn? So we had this conversation today. So something we've talked about in Dead Cat since the beginning of Dead Cat, maybe even before Dead Cat, was doing uh, – do you want me to tell all of it? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to jump do, into it. I think it's more about – there's probably some value in short, quick, 
here's how you do something. I definitely think that there's value in that 100%. And I think we have a, an, an idea of doing something that's a little bit different than like a YouTube tutorial. Um, I won't give that out. I'm going to leave that. I'm gonna hey, leave that I didn't even know. I'm just, know. I, I, I'm just kind of following the road as it goes down here. No, that's good. Uh, but I, I, I value that a lot. And I, I like everyone that's in our industry, I think, has favorite YouTubers that give um, to not and not always tutorials. Sometimes it's just like what's in the bag or like what like what do I carry? Like there's all kinds of YouTubes out there. I, we were looking at one for trailers because. Uh, or I was, I, I think I sent them to Leah where, because when we go into a big warehouse, like we have to trailer everything we have in there. Cause we can't always drive it into a, a warehouse. And I was looking at like how to build the ultimate tech trailer, mm -hmm. like, like a wagon trailer type thing. But I mean, it just, it just says a lot of money. That's what it takes yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes search on a budget, uh, add yeah. the, on a budget on at a the budget. end of it. <laughs> Cause I don't know if anybody's been in our studio, but if you haven't, you need to come up here and tour our studio. But we have a gear cage at the back of our studio, and you can that 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 gear cage should have dollar signs on it as well. No kidding, y'all done a great job uh, with this facility. It looks super super awesome in here. We love it. I, I like we love that everything's on wheels. So, how many times have you been here? A dozen. And it looks different every time. It looks different every time you come in here. So, and that's something we love about it. Keep people on their toes. Um, and, and it gives us a lot of uh, uh, variety that we can offer to people that might want to come in here and use the space. Or if we need a space for a, an assortment of different things, that we, photos, videos, interviews like this, like it's, it's kind of the, the one-stop shop for what we need. It's a, it's a perfect multi-purpose um, room. Yeah. For sure. It's a Swiss army knife. Definitely. All right, so kind of a multi-layered onion here. Okay. Mm. So Broadway in 2012. Okay. Looking ahead 10 years. Okay. 2022. Is he where he should be? Is he kind of on target or is he behind? Is he ahead? So my buddy Greg Key tells me this all the time. I, I was working 2012. I was working at a church. I don't think it was 2000. I think it might have been before 2012. I was working at a church and... You know, I, I was working in the back on something gear related and my buddy, Greg Key, who's been my friend for a really long time, came up and we were just talking that question exactly. Like, what is like, what do you want to do in the future? And I described something to him back then that was very similar to what we have here right now. Um, and I, I it, it kind of happened without even, I think... Like it was, it was a goal and it was a thought, um, but I, like I, like it almost happened without even thinking about it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like I dreamed about it, but I didn't like, it wasn't like every single day I got out of bed and that was the goal. Sure. It was more of like, here's this really cool idea. Could this ever be a possibility? And then I worked for a year and then it was like, wow, we're really actually closer to that, that possibility. Um, but when you, when you say that's a higher being a higher entity lead, or, leading those roads oh and, yeah 100 percent. i think um you know i think that that's exactly what it is mm -hmm. and then looking ahead 10 years do you find that harder to do the older you get like still having those longer term goals and how you self how you see yourself not only from a business side of it because that's kind of what we were just talking about but yeah also from 
a family side of it and how scary that is and how old your kids will be in 10 years and things like that and what that means. So Kimmy and I have this conversation a lot. I mean, obviously I think everybody dreams about their kid like taking the mantle or doing what they're doing or being a part of the the bigger picture of what you're building right now. And I would love for my kids to do that. Um, I think only one of, the, well, one of them's too young to know what he wants, but I think the middle one's probably the most likely to fall into that, in that wheelhouse. He's the one that says he wants to be an astronaut who's also a YouTuber. <laughs> um, so at least half of what he wants to do falls into this wheelhouse. Uh, so Dead Cat's not going to space. Is that confirmed? Well, I mean, we no, I'm not going to confirm that. That is definitely a possibility. Okay, just not we, an astronaut. We are both... <laughs> wow. Uh, we are both l- love travel, and we have traveled quite a bit. But if Elon Musk were to call and ask us to go to space, I mean, I'd have to, A, I would have to talk to Kimmy, but B, there would be a solid maybe in there. Yes. Yeah. You have to um, talk to Kimmy and Leah. You have to confirm she's on board too. I don't have to talk, I don't have to, talk to Leah. She's ready. Okay. I can tell you that right now. She, um, we, there hasn't been a, a, a trip yet that, that Leah's not down for that's exciting or adventurous. So, yeah, Leah's in. So you mentioned earlier... Um, Did I answer that question? I feel like no, I, you, I... Well, I, didn't, I don't think I allowed you to. I cut you off. Go ahead. Um, you, were, you were focusing more on the family side. Yeah. And, and you can answer it however you want to. Uh, but the year 2032 also sounds like a weird year. It sounds so far away, but so did 2022, 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that thinking about the future now, it, like, I agree with you. It is harder to think about, A, because I, I, you're having to think about it both family side and personal achievements and business achievements. And... Um, I feel like, I don't know if I have a great answer for this. I, I, I feel like before, you, like my personal achievements were also my business achievements. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a hobby almost 10 years ago, right? Right. So for my hobby to turn into a business and grow to where it, where it is now, that was both a personal and a business achievement. Not not that it's not personal. Not that business is personal. You know, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Am I making sense? Yeah, you are. Well, I I, I think for so many, you are living the dream. So many would like to, for their hobby to become their livelihood, and you're living many not necessarily what you're doing, but the fact that you're actually profiting from something so, you love. I heard I. A YouTuber explained this really well for me once. At least this is how I remember it in my head. It may, be, it may have been explained differently. So we spend our entire lives in reality, right? School, you go to school, you go to college, you're in reality, and then you graduate from college or school or whatever, and then you have, you have real bills, real car, car bills, real insurance, real, all this stuff is real, and you have to meet that, right? But then you have this dream or this passion, and but and you want this passion slash dream to pay the bills, but almost and um in almost every instance it's it doesn't like it's just it's just fun. Mm-hmm. The goal in life is to figure out how to slowly build this dream slash passion till it's it's equal to 
your 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 reality right. and then it overtakes the reality and it is both your reality and dream i feel like that's a basically what has happened for me in the past 10 years is i i mean there was a point where video was a side hustle and it was i just did it for fun and and i, and I really just did like fun things i didn't do you know there are jobs that are less fun but we we still do them um but it's still fun. Unless you're one of our clients and they're all fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it, it is still fun and it is still a passion. Um, but it, it's also now my reality, mm-hmm. right? And, and now as, an, as, an, as a 40-something-year-old man, I, my, my personal goals in life aren't necessarily like... My, my not business personal goals. Am I making sense? I'm trying to like not sound like I don't want to work here. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I love my job and I love what I do and I still do my passion every single day. But my personal not at work goals now are different. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, some of them are uh, family and, and, you know, marriage goals. But then there are also so, some like not business related creative goals that are there. Um, so... It is very, I don't know if I still don't know if I've answered the question, but it is very different now than it was 10 years ago. And yeah, well, there's so many things that changed through the years too that helped navigate your mindset on that. Um, do you still, like if, if you had to choose right now, would you rather be the eye looking into the lens of the camera or would you rather be at the edit bay? Like what is your, what do you like the most right now? Or does it depend on the project? It probably depends on the project. I would say overall my favorite part in the right in the right setting is the brainstorming creation of the job so like ooh, we could do this oh what if we did this well what if we add this one drone shot that's really cool and it goes down and it swoops mm-hmm. up and it does this uh that's probably my favorite part of the whole process um i'm i'm Le- leah will probably back this up i'm a really fast editor that doesn't make me a good editor. It just means that I'm really quick at it. Um, and and I, it's not because I don't like doing it. I just, the way my brain, so my wife calls it cyber rendering. I can do this in a, in a living room too. Like if she wants to move the furniture around. I can like see it in my head moving around and be mm-hmm. like, the couch is not gonna fit on that wall or that wall, but it, 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 it'll fit on these other areas. Yeah. I do that. And I think I do that in editing too, where I just process it differently. Um, well, and as you're shooting it, I'm, I'm sure that you're kind of editing at the same in time. In my head. Yeah. yeah. And for the life of me, I can't explain it to either Leah or Kimmy. Like I'll try to explain something to them and they would just be like deer in headlights. You want to what? <laughs> um, and then later I will, it, 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 once I'm able to show them, I think it makes sense. And sometimes my ideas are ridiculous, so it doesn't even make sense anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned at some point earlier, or maybe I'm dreaming this, some, something chamber-related. Talk, talk about your community involvement, because it just feels like you're involved in so many things outside of just Dead Cat and church and all the things that you're involved in. But you're heavily involved with the chamber. Yes, I love. I am a very huge fan of our Lamar County Chamber. Is it 2021 Ambassador of the Year or 2020? Ooh, I think it's 2021 um, Ambassador of the Year, um, which I had no idea. And Leah and Kimmy both. Oh, it's 2020. You sure? 2020. Yeah, 2020. That's Leah, right. October. Liam both 
Leah and Kimmy both knew about it, and I was, uh, it was a rough year. Obviously, everybody knows 2020 was a rough year, so I, I was probably more negative about just everything that year, and I didn't, I had no idea that it was going to happen. I may or may not have cried. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> stop it. But anytime someone recognizes the effort you put into something and you're caught off guard, there's, there's an emotional level there. Yes, 100%. Uh, so the question is, how did it happen? No, just just your involvement in the chamber in general and uh, how much you value that, not only from a personal standpoint, but just business as well. I value, I value showing up and being a part of the solution. Um, and, and this is what I would say about the chamber is a lot of people will say, I don't get anything out of the chamber. Why would I be a part of something I don't get anything out of? But those are also the people who don't show up to any ribbon cuttings. They don't show up to any city events. They don't show up to uh, uh, board meetings or any of that stuff. And I I get what they're saying is like, you know, I I pay my dues as a chamber member. They should just owe me something. Um, But I also understand that putting a little bit of time and a little bit of effort into something will gain you way more than complaining about anything. Definitely. Um, and I feel like that's what happens. That's what happened with us in the chamber is we've, we've invested, we've loved on people that are in the chamber, other, other, other chamber members, the, the staff at the chamber, um, should get probably more awards than anyone because they go the extra mile every day. Um, Paul does not like getting, uh, Paul Allen, the, the, uh, is it president or director? I think president, he's president. Yeah. Pre- president, um, he, he of the chamber. He has taken taken something that was already good and made it epic. Um, and I, like it would not be where it is today, as far as it has gotten today, without a Paul Allen. And that's not saying that the staff members aren't epic as well. They are. They they bring the A game every single day. Um, but Paul doesn't get enough recognition for what he does and what he brings to the table. Um, if, if you want to be a part of change, a good start would be the Lamar County Chamber of Commerce. That's a good, good word there. From a dead cat, and again, I, I know I'm kind of like all over the place, but just things that just kind of come to my, my brain here. It feels like I've always thought of dead cat as more of just a, can I say media company? Does that, is that a, is that a... Yeah, nice so umbrella. yeah, uh, it's digital marketing media. Okay, would probably be the if you had to put it into three words. Um, are, are you surprised at the scope of it, or you sometimes find yourself at a meeting going, "How did I end up here?" Uh, yes, a hundred percent. Because I mean, you guys are involved in events now, and which I, mean, I don't think was originally part of the plan. That was something that kind of came out of left field. Uh, I, I think, I don't know if this was the question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Yeah, for sure. I think in, so did, it's like when you want to, when you want to describe yourself, but you use this really broad term, mm-hmm. right? And, and because it's such a broad term, it has these like offshoots that go kind of a lot of different places. Um, I think that's kind of what happened with us is we, we are at least capable of doing a lot of things, mm-hmm. especially with having 
the skills that I bring to the table and the skills that Leah bring to the table. And then our, our new employee, Kylie uh, Jackson, brings a whole different set of skills that, that I think are even outside of mine and Leah's skills. And it's, it, it makes us so vast and so capable that a media company that might be a one-man show wouldn't be able to do. Sure. If that makes sense. No, it does. And I, you kind of touched on it earlier that certain events or certain companies may have like a unique problem and you guys provide a solution for it. Yeah, I, I would say just in life, I feel like we're uh, solutions, like finders solving a problem. Like that's something we really probably enjoy doing. And I mean, you get some really, you get some really weird requests on things I can't tell you how many times people have called me asking to help fix their pr- their printer. Wow. I, like, I don't know how that falls under <laughs> what, Golly. my knowledge. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't do it. I can't, I barely work the printer we have. Um, <laughs> and, and we, we have a whole printing side of our company. <laughs> but because it's something that you plug into the wall, they think that you know mm-hmm. how to do it. Right. Wow. Well, uh, just in the same realm what 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 is of jobs that are just like what uh what what's the worst gig you've ever had from a it doesn't have to be a shoot necessarily but even the worst job just i don't like this what am i doing here what are you thinking i'm not okay it doesn't have to be dead cat because we might get <laughs> you have one mind? no y'all probably can't say it I don't know that we have a worse job. I don't have a worse job. I have things that I don't enjoy not just as others. But. Um, or it could have even been when you were 17 years old, you know? Probably editing, editing other people's footage. Yeah, I've, that's, that's true. That's not been fun. Um, Leah said editing someone else's work, and I, I can see where, kind of like how you were editing as you're shooting. Yeah. Talking about that. The process that, that that you're kind of working that through in your brain as you're shooting it. Yeah, I I would say probably that would probably be the one of the top things that I don't like doing. Actually, we don't offer it. Um, you you we would have to really like you to have to off offer that job mm-hmm. because it's just here's the deal. If someone um, shows up and they have actually we're doing we're doing that for someone right now. <laughs> But I like them, so it's okay. Um, if imagine this, if if you were to show up and you're like, okay, I have these two thousand clips of things that that I shot, so I can't just know that there's seven good shots in those two thousand clips. Clips. I have to watch all two thousand clips to find the seven. To find the seven. So you instantly take up a large percentage of my time, and that, at the end of the day, that's what we're selling is time. Definitely. Most of most all jobs or careers are selling their time. So if that means if I have to spend two days culling through all of those 2000 clips to find seven good ones to make a 30 second video, mm-hmm. I have to charge you enough to to go through it. But it's also not fun. Like no. it in, unless it's something that we just re, unless it's a Star Wars uh, like uh, uh expo <laughs> like i'm probably not going to enjoy it like no. well it's also hard to invoice for that that's not 
that's not good looking on an invoice. Well, yeah. How does how does a, how does that person value two two full days of your time? Do you, do you struggle with that in general? Trying to explain your own value to to someone when you're saying, "Hey, um, you're coming to me for a service. I know I'm at least this good, and it and it has to cost this much." I think where the struggle is is people because of cell phones and the and the quality that they have gotten with with video people don't understand the value of of what our amount of gear we have that that makes what we do good and high quality Um, they also feel like and I may be wrong on this but I think some people think okay you showed up for three hours to film why am I paying you what I would pay someone for a week? Right. They don't understand that. Okay. Now I have to like, a, there's the, the pre-work we have, we've had 70 emails with you before we even, even got to filming the job. We have all of this gear that we have to load into two different vehicles and then go to a, a, a site and shoot sometimes four or five different locations, which we charge extra for lo- extra locations. But, and then, and your then insurance, your fuel, all, your all the things time. that comes with that. Yeah. And then after that post-production, there's, there's fees that we, because we have, we do it right. And we do royalty free music and we do, we pay for everything that we use. We don't steal anything from Google or YouTube or anything like that. We pay a whole lot of extra fees that people don't know that we pay. Um, and then in addition, the amount of edit time that is involved in that, um, a lot, it's not a great, a great um, uh, scale, but like it almost always takes double the amount of time that you're on location to the edit time. Mm-hmm. Would you would you say that's close to accurate? Yeah. At least. Now, if someone shows up and they're like, "Okay, I want two lightsabers fighting, and I want this, and I want this, and it's this really crazy thing," that's going to take six times as much time in post production than it did actual recording it. So, and that. That's where it's really hard. People often want us to just have a price. They call us and they say, what's your price? Well, really, that's like asking Walmart, how much does it cost for something? Yes. But what, what do you want? How many days do you want us there? How many locations are there? How many, uh, how many people are in the, sh- in the interview? Is it, you know, is it just a B-roll video? Like, there's, just, there's so many directions it can go in. But to, to defend the public for a minute, there, we live in such an Amazon checkout world. Yes. That they just want to go in and select their three things and check yes. out and go on. That they, they're just, it's not that they're disrespectful. They're just they're uneducated on what it takes. And I feel like we tried really hard to adhere to that, to have stuff like that for them. But the problem is, is we shoot ourselves in the foot every single time. Mm-hmm. It always ends up taking us twice as long to do it than we, we price it at this, but because not every client fits inside of that box, we end up spending this much time on that client and making only this. Right. And you're also fighting yourself, or I do on certain things, getting the gig versus charging for it properly and there's this whole battle there too okay so i can talk to that a little bit so you know because because we're community minded because we love our people because there's a whole lots of becauses in there we often undervalue ourselves just not always just to get the job and not always to make someone happy but because we want to love on people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and, you know, I think that often gets abused 
Um, we will still get calls that people want us to just give something or donate something. And, and we're not, a, uh, listen, we donate things all the time. Um, we do nonprofit stuff and they'll, and, and, we, and we're just like, Hey, like, we're going to charge you half or we're going to charge you whatever. Um, just because we want to love on this nonprofit. Um, but it's hard for us. I think when a nonprofit or, or anyone calls expecting Mm-hmm. a freebie or a or a or half price mm-hmm. well i just as different highlight videos come out through the year you know whatever it may be maybe a chamber celebration video mm-hmm. or whatever i just want to i just want to commend you guys dead cat in general for just always having the camera rolling and always capturing those faces that we may lose through the year or whatever and it always means a lot whenever you guys are always there capturing all the time you may not know exactly where that footage is <laughs> but it's in there somewhere <laughs> listen we today an hour ago we were trying really hard to find some footage that we thought we had lost um and because we shoot so much and we save so much would we say like a hundred terabytes of like we, probably in the hundred terabytes range of backstock because we keep everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and literally, so we have these little, I call them travel drives, but they're lacy um, shockproof drives. Mm-hmm. And we, there's probably a dozen that are sitting on that table right over there. And it's like, Leah, do you have this project? Probably do you have this project? And we try really hard. I mean, there, there are certain clients who have their own drive and the only thing on that drive is that client. Mm-hmm. Um, we try really hard to keep that all organized. Um, but it, I mean, without a doubt, just by nature, it's really hard to keep up with. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely find it difficult. Sure. And I, and I'm not, you know, it's easy to just want to tap into all, all these dead cat things. I do want to get back into just a little bit of family stuff and we'll wrap this thing up. So three kids, three kids, Liam, Emmett, Emmett, and uh, Finley. Finley. Now Liam is just Liam. Emmett inside of our household is Emmy. Okay. Um, and then Finley inside of our household is Finn. So what are the age differences on, on those three? Liam is 11. Uh, Emmy is about to turn 10. Um, nope, not about to turn 10. He's going to be 10 in like the end of the year. Okay. Uh, and then Finn is three. I'm going to get in trouble. Kimmy's going to call me. <sighs> I'm to hear it now. Actually, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm, not, I'm good. Okay. Well, you're good then. Yeah. So- I talk about her all the time on the podcast. <laughs> Watch it. This is going to be one she listens oh, to. Oh, yeah. She's going to tap into this one. Um, so what are the, what are the kids into right now? What what are, what are you? Okay, so Finn is uh, the youngest, and he is Kimmy. I, I hope this doesn't sound bad, but Kimmy calls him the tiny terrorist because he's just into everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you do not leave the 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 uh, pantry door open, or he will be eating an apple or a banana. Okay. Or both. Well, that's better because at our house, it's like an oatmeal cream pie or Oreos. Or at least, at least, there's <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> I mean, at least we got that going for us. But he just eats. He eats a lot, and he is just go, 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 go. Um, he loves. He loves watching um, Mickey Mouse Roadsters or something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, I, he is the youngest, so I feel like he is trying to keep up with his older brothers. But I mean, that's kind of his. He's just really high pace really fast fast going and that's probably because he's the youngest Emmett is um 
he is very hyper and very like he he's the one who's when he's playing video video games he's dancing right and he's all like he's just you know he's got a little bit of you know i don't know adrenaline i I don't know does he get that from from kimmy no he is me okay because i don't i don't know like you don't seem like high i mean you're just you've always just 30 years later, 10 years ago, or okay. 30 years ago, I was, I was Emmett. Okay. I was right. very... I didn't know you then. No, yeah. You're just Broadway to me. Mm-hmm. I was very... If, if something was outside of the, the status quo, I, would, I was always jittery, and I was always, okay. I mean... So what ADD happened? ADD or whatever they call it. What is the ADHD or whatever they yeah. call it now? They, I think him and I both have that. Okay. Uh, um, so what curved that for you? Kimmy, oh, we're 14, back to Kimmy again. Fourteen years of Kimmy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I uh, old age. I mean, I know forty isn't old, but like I can't keep up with. I, I couldn't keep up with the twenty-year-old me. Sure. Um, uh, I still probably am pretty wild, and it, I, I have to be in a comfortable setting. But inside of this office, like I crack a joke every. 30 seconds like I'm always I'm always sarcastic I'm always trying to make people laugh I think that's just that's the 40 year old version of of what Emmett's dealing with right now mm-hmm. um, but he is Emmett's 100% me Liam is 100% Kimmy okay he's very organized he um, you know I mean he's still he's still 11 so he still does little kid things but um he, unlike any other kid I've met, and there are others out there, I'm sure, but like he loves history. Um, he he loves the Titanic. He can tell you every fact known to man about the Titanic. Uh, he he. Which res- we just had an anniversary on the mm-hmm. sinking, didn't we? We took him to the uh, Branson has a Titanic uh-huh. exhibit, and we took him to that cool. for the anniversary. Um, uh, Hindenburg. The fires at Notre Dame, like those kind of like deep history stuff. He reads all the like they have like a several different history books that uh, just entail history for for someone in his, at his age. He loves that disasters. He uh, there's a whole disaster book thing that he reads about fires or floods or plane crashes or anything. He's really into that. However, I will say within the last several months, he has become. A, a massive fan of um, Alexander Hamilton. Okay. So we watch the play on a regular basis. He also wants to be, he wants, he calls it, he says, I want to be a singer on stage, which what he means is Broadway. He sounds like a just consumer of information. He literally has a tagline for being, he wants to be Broadway on Broadway. All right. And you're not stopping that. No, I love that. <laughs> I'm like, I wish, you know, I had more opportunities to give him because he is so, we had someone in here, the last podcast, the, I don't know what order they come in because um, we record these in advance, but the podcast that I recorded before this one, he had known what he wanted to be when he, since he was seven years old. Wow. He, and, and, and he's doing it still. Like he, he chased that dream his entire life. And I love that. I love that. And I want that for my kids. And I want to support that, whether it's, it's something something I agree with or don't agree with. Um, not necessarily to disagree with, but if it's something I'm all in for, like theater, I love that he's after that, or whether it's 
a football star. Mm-hmm. I still want to be all part a part of that. But um, I wish our community had more opportunities for a young theater person. Mm-hmm. And currently, we don't. Um, PCT did at one time have a a youth program, but since 2020, it has not come back. Um, and I just, I can't, as much as I wish I had every dollar on the planet, I can't justify driving to Dallas two or three times a week mm-hmm. and putting them in a program in Dallas. Mm-hmm. As much as I wish I could, I can't. It's, 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 not, it's not even a financial thing. It's a, just a time commitment that's hard to... There's, too many, there's so many strings there that don't work that it's, it's just, it can't, it can't happen. Sure. I well, mean, I mean, there's still time for that to work back out. I mean, it's in the grand scheme, you know, it has been a short time since COVID is correct. You know. I, I will give so Cody Head, uh, the, the theater director at North Amar, which is where all my kids go, has done a phenomenal job. He's had several opportunities for younger kids to be in his plays. Liam has been in several high school uh, plays and had not huge roles but good roles for a kid um and that and without someone with cody head's you know thought process on how to do that wouldn't have had that opportunity um and he's he's a reader so we've gotten him several books that help him kind of learn that way he's going into the sixth grade the next year which has they have a theater program but he chose to do choir instead because he, because he knows when he gets in high school they're going to do musicals and he wants to be good at singing so that he's good at musicals See, a kid that can that has an outlook like that that's special for sure and i want to champion that in my kids mm-hmm. i i, I want to make sure that i champion them to chase their dreams definitely even if it is an astronaut in space as a as a vlogger <laughs> hey i just tell him he needs to start working on his math you know, there, there, but there's something to be said about building a legacy with not only your name, but also just you—you started something awesome, and you're trying your kids see that. Yeah. And I, I hope so. Yeah, I and Kimmy too. She deserves that credit as well, obviously. But just from a standpoint of being like Dad and just being the best, you know. I hope that the the sacrifice is that I may not be home every single night. I may not be at every single thing, which I try really hard to be. I hope the sacrifice is, is that, the, that they see that a lot of what, what I'm doing when I'm not there is community driven. It is for other people. It is loving on other people. Um, and, and that that's why I missed what I missed, not because I want to do something selfish. Sure. Um, I hope that, you know, I do want my company to succeed and I do want to have a, a, a big company, but I don't, I don't want it because it's a hundred percent. I don't a hundred percent want it because it's selfish. I want it because I want to be able to love on people. Mm-hmm. And I think with what we have built here, it gives us the capability to do, to do that. Definitely. And people do recognize that in kids, especially kids like Liam that are very observant and can soak up information they see that so and and sorry i don't mean to jump back on story this is why so when liam first came to me when he was seven and said i want to i want to do a vlog this was pre i am broadway and i said okay we you can do one but you can't do what every other kid on youtube is doing which is a toy review or a, a, sure. a video game review or something like that so you have to pick something that 
I mean, there can't be no kid on the planet doing it, but there can't be a million. I can't search it and there'd be a million options for it. So we sit down and we talked about doing something with the community, which is when we created I Am Lee and Broadway. And he did, he was a seven year old's perspective of community things. So uh, different companies, different places to go, stuff like that. Brilliant. It gives him a different perspective as a kid, mm-hmm. and then also the the business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, really loves that too. Yep. All right. Last thing, and it's not a great ending, but it's just the um, when Broadway's loaded down with just family responsibility and dead cat responsibility. Where do you go? What do you do to just catch your breath and kind of get your your fire relit again? And it could just be something nightly or it could be something that you have to do once a month so i am a movie guy hence me having a, an arm full of spaceship uh movie stuff uh primarily i love i love space travel um i love reading about it i love watching it i sometimes dream about it um <laughs> if i had all the money in the world my house would look like the millennium falcon hands down like you'd walk in and it would look like the millennium falcon so i would say a lot of times i i would i would retreat to a movie or or a show or something that that is in that wheelhouse and kind of it's my escape when you're when you're brain dead for lack of a better term when you're just are you looking for a new movie are you going are you relying on a classic um okay if i'm just if i need something playing in the background i have some favorites that i'd turn to it's going to be uh the big bang theory office parks and rec um friends uh and i've rotated through those more times than i care to ever know right now i'm on big bang theory okay so i need to do that one and i need to do parks and rec i'm a huge office fan uh, you'll but, love Parks and Rec okay. then. Uh, you got to get past the first season. In my opinion, the first season was them trying too hard to be like The Office. Uh-huh. And once they got in their own groove, in my opinion, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a... I think I've heard that, though. I'm not a, a TV critic, but in my opinion. And then once you get into the second season, they find their own footing, and it's, it's really good. Okay. I've got to do that one. And then movie-wise... Obviously, Star Wars is all like I, I I'll play that in the background when I'm like working, uh-huh. and I know the scenes and know the stuff so well that I know what's going on. Uh, but I will. I'm I'm no I'm I, if it's a B-rated space travel video, I will watch it. Okay, where does Back to the Future land on that? In it's that? I have the I have it on my okay. arm. Yeah, it's gotcha. definitely in there. Oh, I grew up on. I made my kids watch it all through it with me for the umpteenth time and they were mad because there wasn't another uh show after the third installment <laughs> it's it's always been fun for me too i've always liked back to the future i think it's just again it's the creativity in me and being able to like go and think about another times another another everything i don't know i enjoy it a lot that's sure. a great one well man thanks for letting me change chairs with you and ask you a few questions it was fun and I commend you for, uh, you've had a lot of great interviews on this podcast. You've done yep. a great job with it. Keep Thank it you. It's definitely a passion of mine. It's well done. Thank you. All right, man. Talk to you soon. See you, bud. Bye, guys.